Greetings and welcome to Outlaw Gamer Radio, the official podcast of OutlawGamers.com. This is the show where we live to play and play to live. I'm Brent Adams, joined by a man who is not Mr. Lauren Baumgarten. Disappointed at that, too. <laughs> because Mr. Lauren Baumgarten is currently moving from Brazil to the United States and doesn't have internet service. <laughs> So instead, we are joined by a man who puts the fin in dolphin blood beer, Mr. Tony Grice, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. What is going on, man? What's up, man? Is, How uh, you doing? One hell, I, I thought you were going to like bust a blood vessel there, uh, having, having to, to, to go so long there in the intro. I'm, on top of, I'm a professional. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. I do appreciate the uh, the invite to... to get back on here with you awesome man well uh i am i am uber over you being here that's actually not the correct usage of that word <laughs> i'm extremely excited about you being here <laughs> as i'm sure the uh, the outlaws are happy to have you of course uh, you know you follow in uh, in daniel's footsteps he was on with us uh, just recently that's what I heard. That's what I heard talking about uh, retro, talking which about is retro uh, game I'm, mag, which is I am uh, I am also very excited for we're having a series of like mini EBC reunions going on here. Yeah, but anyway, uh, let's get into the garage. We're going to talk about some uh, some news stories because man, there's a lot of news stories, particularly yeah. if uh, you happen to be following. Uh, happenings and goings on coming out of uh, the game developers conference 2015 run it down last week uh we're going to hit some of the highlights here that um i think we you know, would would be of interest to people we're going to start off with unreal engine 4 is now free and there's a uh, there's youtube uh, message from tim sweeney talking about uh you know what what epic uh, wanted to accomplish with unreal and how this uh this new business model is going to Hopefully, allow them to continue making inroads to developers at every level of their game. Ha ha ha! <laughs> the uh, the current uh, the current business model uh, that you're going to have if you want to get Unreal, and if you want to get Unreal, all you got to do is you know go to you know the fucking website and download the thing. But anyway, the point is that they don't make money unless you make money. If your game generates more than three thousand dollars of revenue per quarter, then Epic takes a five percent, uh, a five percent cut. That which, is, which I think sounds pretty stream. damn reasonable. Like I that, agree. I don't think that, that's too uh, much. Yeah. I mean, it, like you know, in the grand scheme of in the grand screen, scheme of percentages, you could pay. I mean, it's not like it's not alimony levels, and yeah. I don't know a damn thing about alimony other than how to pronounce it. But the point <laughs> is, it sounds. I mean, based on based on the Jim Belushi movies that I've watched in my life. It sounds like alimony costs a lot. It's it sounds like it. And, and I think that it is that's played, accurate. Man, that that dude's playing he's paying alimony. And and let's be honest, you don't get anything for alimony. No, you don't. You know. You don't, and you and don't in this case you're game engine. Yeah, we exa- well yeah, and, and you know we get these these awesome, you know, well, you know, hopefully awesome to, you know, games to come in our future uh from this uh, cuz you know it's all, you know, we're talking Unreal Engine 4 which is you know, cutting edge. It's it's the, the newest. The pop, son. Exactly. I actually, it's kind of interesting that uh, you know during the announcement, or actually, I think maybe it happened like the day before, or two days before, something like that. You know, they dropped the free to play Unreal Tournament uh, yeah. beta, I guess, or whatever they're calling yeah, it. The, That's the new one. Uh, 
the new the early version of it right and uh i was really looking forward to it because I, I gotta be honest unreal tournament especially back in the day we played some unreal tournament in our day one son. of my favorite it was just it was one of the it was really one of the only online shooters that i really enjoyed early on yeah. like it and quake 3 arena those those two games i loved and it took kind of till honestly probably like the modern warfare days before i really got back into online shooters again but against your um, will, i understand i was so looking forward to it because you know it was kind of my, my first sort of look at unreal or at uh, uh unreal engine 4 type of uh you know gameplay graphics yeah, and everything yeah. um and unfortunately i don't know if it's just the the load that they had on them because of uh you know the the announcement at gdc and all that sort of stuff uh i could not seem to get to uh, get logged on i was able to create an account and get it downloaded and all that stuff but i uh, had an awful time trying to get into an actual game so uh but man i'm really really looking forward to it i think it's you know cool tech and the thought that you or i if we knew a goddamn thing about uh, programming well if we knew c plus plus we you know we'd be in good shape step one learn c plus plus doubt no to step one get free unreal engine uh, uh software uh step two learn how to program step, step three, three profit. profit but we're i mean you know we're, we're ahead of the underpants gnomes and that's all that counts we are all right here's a question for you would red all heat right. have been a better film if instead of a police officer, Jim Belushi had played a game developer struggling to mm. get an arcade classic into the uh, into the American arcades, and the movie had actually ended not with Arnold Schwarzenegger playing chicken with a Russian gangster, but rather Arnold Schwarzenegger taking Jim Belushi's uh, video game concept back behind the Iron Curtain, mm. where it was released as Tetris, and you know that it's, it's, is it's what interesting. solves the Cold War. It's an interesting. And then they just uh, do cocaine, cuz. <laughs> it's an interesting experiment. Experiment in in thinking about this, but it starts from a false. I'm not sure if I'm thinking about it all that much, but <laughs> keep going. It starts from a, from a false standpoint, though. Of can Red Heat be better? <laughs> I mean, you know. Well, well said, my friend. I don't know. I let, let's be honest. I I think perfection is the only word that i saw <laughs> if you guys but, are interested in hearing and we won't go on too much about movies in this podcast but if you guys are interested in hearing about movies you can catch tony and i over at drivehomebreakdown.com where we do a movie as of podcast. recently that hasn't been a good place to catch up on us talking about movies yeah, we, but, we, uh, we haven't done an episode in a few months but we're back now we, we just recently got back to it but anyway for those of you who don't follow uh i'm just gonna you know since it's my show and everything i'm just gonna insert a little <laughs> psa here for the drive home breakdown podcast which Lauren doesn't even find. have the internet to listen to this one at this point so even if Lauren had the internet you think he'd listen to our show come on <laughs> be honest with yourself but anyway drivehomebreakdown.com if you're interested in more uh tomfoolery on the movie front moving on uh following in the uh, in the i was gonna say following in the footsteps but you know that might not be fair to valve but speaking of uh speaking although of i do think that there is a little bit of following engines, in the footsteps going on here it de- it definitely seems like uh it definitely seems like some people that make game engines are are kind of moving in a similar direction valve has announced that source 2 the follow-up to the valve source engine that's been powering Valve games since what? Counter Strike was Counter Strike the first thing they did, or uh, maybe Half Life? So yeah, Counter Strike Source, yeah, anyway, Half Life. Yeah, I think Source has been Valve's engine, you know, since uh, since time in memoria, and uh, they are they are releasing Source Two. It's going to be uh, coming out uh, very soon, 
and it's going to be free to content developers. Now, that is a direct quote from the announcement, and people were speculating about, well, what does that actually mean? Does it mean that you have to qualify as a content developer? Do you have to be licensed by the state in which you reside? Is there some sort of regulatory commission that's going to be involved in determining who is and who ain't content developers? No, not the case. Valve has since clarified, and we now know that free-to-content developers means that Source 2 is free with no royalties, not like those fucking Unreal guys we were talking about a minute ago. No fucking royalties. It's free to fucking use. Do whatever you like. The only caveat is that if you release a game, it must be available through a non-exclusive term with Steam. So you just got to release your game on Steam. You can release it anywhere else, but it's got to be on Steam if you use source two, that's the only uh, which, caveat, which is kind of, I mean, let's, let's be honest that, you know, that's like saying like, you know, you're the product you make has to be offered in Walmart exactly. or something, yeah, you know, like, like the, the single largest, yeah. exactly. The single largest and most used and, you know, uh, marketplace out there for PC gaming is where you have to release like, your, look, your game. Your band minimum, can record you know? an album yeah. using this. Like, like we just created this software that replaces your flaky, un- unreliable drummer and helps your, your singer get over lead singer's disease. <laughs> and you can use the software to record your, your, the album of your dreams. The only caveat is you have to let us sell it in Walmart. You're like, oh, twist my arm and break it, zombie Sam Walton. <laughs> um, I- I do think there are some people that would probably fight that for you know for whatever reason they they you know some people hate certain things. I, I do think yes, Steam has that sort of savings. they're they're sort of Teflon. Like there's very there's I, I can't think of anybody that does not like and or love Steam. You know, if, from when I say that, it seems like most developers, except for like I guess there was that one indie developer that wanted uh, Gabe Noel to die. But you know, <laughs> most other people, most other developers, I think in in general. Uh, like steam because it's it's such a huge market and brings so many people to their their products mm-hmm. uh and i know users love it i mean it's it's probably the most Steam's beloved great. platform uh in terms of i mean just it's just more active it just users works so Xbox well live i'm told yeah yeah i mean it's uh the numbers uh the numbers seem pretty uh pretty wild behind uh behind it so it's kind of hard to argue with but anyway it's i, I think this is a great thing i do think it's, it's almost uh, e- e- I don't think this is in direct reaction by any means to like the the announcement of uh, the Unreal Engine uh, four being made free, but I do sort of feel like it's um, I, I don't know. It's almost a little bit of a missed opportunity for them to not have maybe made the uh, made it maybe a more clear statement the first time off. Right. You know, like uh, with Unreal, it was very it, they were very straightforward. Yeah. Like here it is, it's free. Here's our deal. You know, here here's the deal with it. Like what it will entail and and require and whatnot. There you go. And it just sort of seems like they, they almost, <laughs> I don't know, they, they sort of Do you think maybe that's didn't just, describe this really well at, at first. Like, and people were kind of like, so I don't really know what, so yeah, they, what can we do with it? Yeah, they had to kind of come back and, and follow it. Yeah. up. Do you think and that's because that, I mean, Epic they is just maybe a more kind of media savvy company than Valve? I mean, you know, I think Valve does really, really great. Valve, yeah. Valve has really great content, really great services, but... They are not you know, the greatest at, at I, I think I think you are right. They're not the greatest in selling themselves. If if I'm honest, I've I've actually always felt that. I felt I felt that they're from everything from like the look of their interface of their platform to to you know just 
the way they do things, it's sort of so subtle. They're engineers over at Valve. That it, yeah, it's, that's, that's a great way of putting it. it. Just you know, the stuff works. It's you know, it works great. People love it, but. Um, yeah, they probably would do themselves a few favors and and maybe improving that sector of uh, their business. But uh, yeah. hell, who knows? Maybe that's what keeps them the way they are now. Maybe maybe that's a, a good thing. I think that Valve is definitely looking to uh, to increase the success of their business, and whether or not they're going to do it by branching out into hardware remains to be seen. But Valve is branching out into motherfucking hardware everybody and they're doing it in a big way. Of course, a lot of this stuff uh, we've known about uh, in. In, for in quite a while, levels, actually. Yeah, for a year yeah. or more. But we are finally getting some hardcore details and timelines on Valve's uh, foray into hardware. And uh, here's what we got for you right now. One of the surprise announcements that, uh, that, that we haven't known about for more than a year, although something that I have talked about wanting, if you ever listen to a little show called Epic Battle Cry, uh, I <laughs> talked about wanting this. For, for a long time, and I thought maybe Steam Machines would be a way to get it, but it turns out I don't have to have a motherfucking Steam Machine in order to uh, get my games from my Steam-equipped PC downstairs to any television in the house. All I need is a, drumroll, Steam Link, which is a $50 box that connects either via Wi-Fi or Ethernet to Steam uh, gaming PC somewhere in your house, and it will stream your video games over your Wi-Fi or hardline connection to a TV, which you can use in conjunction with a Steam controller, and play your video games wherever you want to in your house. It's going to run $50. It's going to be out in November. You're also going to be able to uh, get it at a package deal with uh, the Steam controller, which is also $50. We're going to talk about that a little bit more in a second. But, uh, I mean, here we are. I mean, we got the PlayStation. You got the PlayStation... Uh, what do they call it? The PlayStation TV? What's the... Yeah, you're talking about the the Vita, like the PlayStation TV, exactly. the Vita TV thing, yeah. Yes, okay. So you got that. We we've seen we we've seen a number of these kinds of of devices before. Obviously, you've got well, you've got the announcement of Windows 10 and the you know com- the, the way that you'll be able to like stream things stream to your Xbox the through them. So everybody's kind of or a lot of people are trying to get that sort of like rather than have to buy a whole nother device if I've already got a nice, you know, big honking you know, computer or uh-huh. some other device that plays games Just over here. Just signal somewhere else in the house. Yeah. And, and the technology at this point, you know, I, I've, I've very adamantly sort of poo-pooed like the on live and things like that early on, mainly just because I didn't, I, I really thought the timeline they kind of I felt like they were putting out wasn't realistic. Yeah. But we're now years down the line of where you know sending content over a local network is is near near flawless. I think at this point, you know, even sending over the internet, I think is is working pretty, pretty darn cool. well for the you know companies that are still trying that because really, hope, you know, yeah, Nvidia sure hopes so. Yeah, yeah, uh, with the whole but, the whole Shield console and the grid well, service they're talking about. And, and, you know, you got to think, I mean, this is $50. I think it's a great price point. Yeah. Um, I, you know, and if, if, if the, it works as advertised, yeah, they're going to do fine. Well, and they talk about like, I'm it's, you know, the, they're really aiming at that, uh, that, that really clean, like you, you just plug it in and log into your account and it'll, ch- you know, log into your wireless account and, uh, and then it just looks and yeah. sees, says, Hey, you've, find you've got Steam a, box. you've got, you've got a computer with steam running on it. That's logged in right now is, you know, is that the one what you want to use? Yes. What game you want to play? Yeah, so pretty cool. I'm, I'm, I am excited. I, I'll be brutally honest with you. I, I'm 
not nearly the the PC gamer that you are. Um, so I don't know I'm if it's like a the day PC one gamer that I am. <laughs> well, you know, so it's one of those things. Like I think it's a great idea, and I think it's great technology. I don't know that I'll be buying it day one, but I for fifty dollars, I could definitely see it being just a sort of. Uh, f- to be really honest, I can see the one big game, the next big game I buy on the PC, I can see that as being something I pick up alongside it. Yeah. Like, you know, you know what? Here, here's as good a time as any. I, I got some new game over here. Let's just go ahead and try this out uh, so I can play it downstairs on the bigger screen and all that sort of stuff, right. you know? Well, you know, for me, my gaming PC is downstairs in my office, but yeah. most days I'm upstairs, so upstairs I'm upstairs in the living room with, you know, with the family. And the the few moments that I usually have time to game, which is usually... Usually when Zelia is, is napping, usually when, she, when she's laying down or something like that, that's typically when I've got a few moments to myself to try and get some gaming done. And, uh, and frankly, it's rare. It's rare that I actually come downstairs and do anything. Because, number one, I come down to the office and invariably I'll start working. You know, because yeah. I'm just like, oh, well, I could be doing this and this and this. I'll talk myself out of gaming because uh, I've just got so much going on. But, uh, sure. you know, so I stay up because that's the thing, like all the PlayStation and stuff, like that's all up in the living room. So without me having to come downstairs, like I don't have that temptation to just be a workaholic. But number two, it also keeps me close to the action where, you know, if my wife's doing something and she needs help, say with the baby, uh, then uh, it's not like I'm running off downstairs and, and, and you know, Oh, I can't hear you because I'm playing alien isolation with the headphones on or whatever. <laughs> uh, I, I think it's, it would actually be a really good fit for me. Well, you know, I, I even think of this. This to me is very akin to what I see as something like the Chromecast. Yeah. You know, the the Chromecast. To, to be brutally honest with you, when it first came out, I bought one because it had three free months of of uh, Netflix, mm-hmm. and so I was like, okay, so this is essentially ten dollars. Yeah. Like you know, if you if you it. if you kind of take the because I was already paying for something that I was already paying for, uh, you know, getting getting that credit. This this is basically free, and what it ended up being was a a decent device. I'm not like a huge Chromecast fan because I, you know, I still think there are in general better ways of doing it natively on a, on a different device, but yes, I mean, it's called about a million different devices. Let's be honest. But the thing I will say though, is that became a neat little thing to have in my bedroom, like to have on the TV, you know, at the end of the bed, you know, and I'm I'm glad that you specified it was on the TV in the bedroom because for a second there, that sounded weird. (laughs) <laughs> the um the dongle's not long enough to do anything else, let's be honest. The um how, how big is your dongle, Tony? The yeah, the uh but but in all honesty it was one of those things where it worked perfect to hook up to a bedroom TV th- to give a little more, you know, just a few more apps, a few more uh things that I can send, you know, send to it. This to me feels like that sort of device. Like yeah. this is a good thing to put like in, say, you know, a, a, another room where it's maybe even not the like key room that you're going to be gaming in all the time maybe it's maybe it's a secondary room or something else i i could see this as being a really good fit for it i i'm interested you know we're, we're going to talk about some other things that are coming you know with, with valve it i wonder if they're sort they're trying a lot of things i wonder if all these things are going to work out or if even just maybe one of them really becomes a breakout you know product for them um it'll be interesting i i'm a little i'm a little apprehensive that all of the things, the Steam Link, the Steam Machine, and even their controller. I'm, I'm, I'm a little you know, apprehensive of whether all three of those are going to be big, huge things for them or whether one or two of them are going to be big and, and just used with other devices down the road. So It's a, uh, it's a fair you question. Know, 
looks uh, it looks looks cool though, and I'm uh, I'm I'm definitely interested to uh, to try it out. Let's talk about a couple of the other things real fast. Um, I know it's actually third in the dock, but let's go ahead and talk about the controller right now since you just Whoa. mentioned it. Well, wait a minute. I was I was prepared to talk about that oh, third. Hi, now, Bauer. I guess I came to meet you off the reservation. Um, <laughs> the Steam controller's been announced. What we presume is the finalized version. I think they've even said it's the finalized version. Haven't that they? doesn't like, mean they? anything to me. Like, oh, we <laughs> promise this is the last one. Yeah, this, this is it. I no saw it on changes. the internet, whatever. It, whatever. The internet told me if that you, that was accurate. If you saw the original version, you know that they were going for something pretty radical. And I would say that it still qualifies as uh, as being a, a different kind of controller. I mean, it definitely has qualities uh, that are, are pretty unique. But it seems to me that they have drawn it back in a little bit more uh, towards a traditional controller design, it now a little has bit. Yeah. one analog stick on the face. It also has uh, four face buttons in the uh, in in the diamond configuration that that you're familiar with, no doubt. Um, the 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 two prominent uh, track pads that were always, I, I think, probably its most its most defining feature are still are still a part of it, uh, and you know the haptic feedback that valve always touted as being central to that uh, to that device uh, are also still uh, a part of the design i think the main thing that they've lost at this point was what was originally going to be that uh, that touch area that uh, the sort of like ps4 controller style touch area yeah, was, was it actually going to be a screen originally i'm trying to remember back now. Oh, was that was that originally going to be like a touch think- screen i can't remember Anyway, I, but, maybe it was. I didn't think so. I thought it was actually just going just to be, gonna be uh, like a touch sensitive area that, you know, yeah, would, I would, would take input. It, it may be. You, you might be right. But it may have. I can't that. remember the drugs, Tony, the drugs. Anyway, <laughs> um, but that's gone now. Uh, there is a um, there's a there's a couple of buttons uh, there in the middle, you know, kind of like where you'd expect to have like, you know, like your PlayStation button or your Xbox button. Yeah. Uh, start select. You know, yeah, like, like those kinds of uh, you know those, those kinds of you know things that you know will just end up basically being utilized for menus or you know that kind of stuff. Uh, but uh, it's got actually six. It's got six buttons on the backside. You've got uh, you've got your two triggers and you've got two bumpers. But then there's also uh, there's also two buttons. I think they're they're kind of like inset, like you know like where you'd have your hands wrapped around the horns. You could kind of get to them with the fingertips. That you know, kind of like on the inside. Uh, of the bottom, so you've got six buttons on the rear. You've got a total of seven buttons on the uh, on the face, and then obviously you've got the uh, you got the analog, and then the, the two trackpads, which are also those are also button like inputs. Uh, yeah. Talk about the triggers. The triggers are um, these actually sound pretty cool. I mean, it sounds like a simple thing, but kind of neat. Yeah, but they're uh, kind of like like dual action. So you know, you've got like an analog pull to the trigger, but then at the end of it, there's also a click. And so they can kind of do digital or analog input with those. Uh, yeah. One of the one of the things I read, uh, somebody was speculating that it's like okay, so like as as an example, imagine that the fire button and the down the sights button is the same. You know, you like slow pull yeah. the trigger to get down the sights, and then click at the end to uh, to actually, actually fire. That is a, and I like that. There's some, I like it in in theory. You know, I was going to say I, I'm impressed. I'm impressed with the concept in execution. We'll see. But uh, I think the real the real question with this controller is how it's gonna how is it gonna work for PC games, which is what it's designed to do. What it's designed to do. I mean, we all know controllers work fine 
for video games on console, but we also know that uh, that you know if you're a member of the PC Master Race, you know you're you know you're standing up on top of your your tower case and you're 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 laughing as you wield mouse and keyboard from up there. How is this going to work as far as that goes? There's a hands-on that Polygon's got. A few other people are talking about it. You know they got some hands-on time at GDC, and I don't know. It seems to me that jury's still out. People are still kind of talking about yeah. You know, like, okay, this part works kind of good. Or, you know, they talk about, like, the the haptic feedback on those trackpads. Like, they're talking, yeah. you can scroll across it, and it really feels like a trackball. It really feels. It has some, like, weight to yeah. it. it. It doesn't just feel like, you know, and, loosey. And it's all just haptic loosey. feedback. It's all just the controller tricking you into feeling as if there's a, you know, there's there's a, a, a trackball under your thumb. Yeah. When instead it's just this feedback pad. Um, so it seems like the technology... It seems like the technology is capable of some impressive things, but the question is just how well is it going to work in execution as a controller with games that were meant for mouse and keyboard? Like, you know, how's yeah. the translation going to work out? Well, and, and it it always to me was a little interesting because you know it does it does sort of seem like that's a that's one of the big feathers in in a lot of PC gamers' cap is the you know mouse and keyboard option, which I, I'll be honest, I I do. Uh, prefer for a lot of things but it's the types of games that you would be playing on a steam machine a lot in 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 a lot of cases are going to be your your console games you know the types of games that you you know would play on a console with a controller as well um so you know the only ones that that i feel like have we have to be sold on is the the sort of pc feel of things and it does sound and from every review that i've heard of people that have actually had hands-on say that like this does it as well as anything they've tried before, it, you know, and probably better than anything they've tried before. But it also doesn't seem like anybody's just like, this is it. Like, bam, they nailed it. And I do, I do wonder if they kind of don't, I don't know. It, to me, the, the, there's only one thing that I see about this controller where I do think that if, if I were to say like they've made a, a mistake, which I'm not saying it's like a mistake, but it's like the one thing I think that they... One second between Tony Grice uh, says Valve makes mistakes. <laughs> is, um, and as we all know, you know, my net worth is more than Gabe Wells. <laughs> so obviously I'm the person right, to listen Bob. to on this. Listen to your uh, But in all seriousness, I, to me, if they just had the second analog stick... Mm-hmm. Then, then to me, then it seems like you would have everything. Right. You'd have that option to to use this new control mechanism, this new uh, interface that you know that we have. But you'd still have every bit of the controls that you had before. And I know you know people are going to say, well, well, but you could still do the same thing over there. Well, you know, it's yeah. it, it's obviously going to be different. And you know, I, I mean, there there are people that buy you know that that just live and die by certain con- controls. I mean that that is our uh, that that is our way of getting into the games. Yeah. That is that is our that's how that's we feel what we're doing in the interface. games. It's it's such a critical part of the game, uh, probably the most critical. If if controls are off in a game, it doesn't matter how how good it looks, how great the storyline is, how you know uh, enveloping the audio is, all that sort of stuff. If you can't, if you get so if you get irritated with the controls or if they they don't work right, that takes you so far out of it that you, sometimes you just can't come back. Yeah. And so to me, that sort of seems like something that just. It just would have made sense. Like it just, it just to me seems a little bit like a, a no brainer. Um, but you know, having said that, I, I think it, I think it looks very promising. It looks, 
I, I am interested to try one. Me too. Um, although it does, it sounds as though are, are we going to get? Are we going to be able to buy these separately? Like, if you don't have a Steam box, yeah. are you going to be able to yeah, get this? Yeah, they're available individually. You can you can pick them okay. up. Okay, for fifty dollars, is that right? Um, yeah, yeah, they're they're fifty bucks. They're out in yeah. November, along with the uh, along with the Steam Link. I'm gonna double. I'm gonna double check the the date on the Steam Link because I'm. I was thinking it's November, but I could be wrong about that. And I meant to. Yeah. I meant to mention it anyway. But the thing with the controller, for me, is, is you know basically what you're saying. Like it, it really just comes down to how well it works. But one thing I will say is that I think that I think one of the good things about the way that Valve kind of approaches things with with Steam is that it's going to benefit from it's going to benefit from the community. You know, you're going to be yeah. able. You, you can remap buttons per game uh, yeah. to your heart's content. You can tweak the sensitivity of the uh, of the haptic pads and all that stuff. And I think that it's one of those things that the community is going to be working on. This people are going to be able to uh, are going to be able to link to configurations and things like that. So, as an example, if you know, if the, if the group of people playing uh, you know Counter Strike, just you know, as an example. Mm-hmm. If they find a real sweet spot as far as what works with the controller in the game, you know, provide us like, okay, you know, so here's what you have to kind of do with your hands. Here's, here's what you need to be doing with the controller, but you use these settings and you kind of approach the controller in this way and it works great for this game. And, and I think that yeah. as people refine that as, as more and more people use it, it'll, it'll be one of those things that it'll, it'll get distilled down where every game, you know, has like kind of an ideal, uh, you know, an ideal button mapping system or, or an ideal uh, an ideal setup, you know, as far as like, you know, the sensitivity and the tweaks and all that stuff. I think that it'll get better as the community uses it. And so provided that, you know, there's a, there's a solid foundation there that actually is capable of doing something worthwhile. I think that we'll get to it uh, I, through, through, I the, through that, uh, that mechanism. And by the I, way, I the Steam Link is coming out in November also. Okay. Um, I definitely think you're right. I mean, I, I think that they will make that as good as it can be. I, I really I don't have any doubt in that. I do think, though, that it's sort of similar as to saying that, like, you know, when you're using, say, like a, a touchscreen device mm-hmm. or, or, you know, you're using mouse and keyboard, using anything, you know, you have, you know, tons of control on a PC. That's the that's the, the greatest thing is you have tons of control over over what, you know, how your input works on a PC. That's one of its greatest strengths. But that doesn't always mean that you like that interface. And so that's my thing with this is I just to me, if I pick it up and it just and it does just feel perfect, then that's great. And I have no worry, but if it kind of picks up, I'm like, I, I can see where they're going with this, but I don't, I don't know. It's not immediately, no matter how much customization of that. Sure. I, I I don't know. uh, You know, I feel like it still just has to, it has to just, just work. And you you know, pick it up and it dislocates your thumb. Then I feel like that's not working. Yeah. I mean, you know, th- there's there's no amount of shareable configurations that are going to fix your dislocated thumb. The the other thing, though, the one thing I will say, the largest caveat to all this is, it, you, from what I understand, you can still use like a you know Xbox One controller, you know, or you know, yeah. you, you can you it, this doesn't limit your other options. So I mean that this is just another option. If the, if this were like the only controller that worked with a, a Steam box or something like that, then, then you know, yeah, I would that I think that would be a big mistake. But you know the um, the good thing is you still have tons and tons of options as to how you can control things. And uh, this is just uh, another one that 
I will say looks pretty cool. It, I, 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 <clears throat> I, I, it's definitely different. I will say at least they are trying something uh, yeah. quite a bit different from everybody else. Innovate, which, which I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm down for. Absolutely. Um, speaking of, don't say innovation because it will not apply to what you're about to. No, talk I was going to say. Speaking of Steam boxes, uh, one of the uh, one of the things that we did talk about back on that show we used to do, Epic Battle Cry, uh, we talked a lot about Steam machines and. Uh, it was always one of those things that, you know, I, I think that I think that I was always more excited about it than you than you were, and yeah. I think you were always you were always a little bit more skeptical about the idea and everything. And as time, I just, is, didn't, I just don't know that I necessarily understood its market. You know, I, I, that's the biggest it, thing. And I'm glad you said that because that is exactly the point that I want to address. I think that I always thought that I. Well, understood. you sir are an idiot. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. I think I always thought I understood what the market was, but I was wrong. I do think I understand what the market now, though, is for the Steam machines. And along with everything else, uh, the first batch is going to be coming out in November. And if you uh, if you go over to the Steam store page and uh, look under hardware, they've got a page for the Steam machines, and there's a list of manufacturers. There's prices, and you can go and you can look at you know specific configurations, see what the specs are, and all that kind of thing. If you want to get a sense of the range that we're looking at here, uh, I think the lowest one is from uh, iBuyPower. It's uh, $460, so uh, not, not too much more than uh, what you'd get uh, you know, if you were paying for you know, uh, a PlayStation 4. And at the top end, you've got uh, Falcon Northwest and Origin PC that uh, they've got boxes that are uh, going to run north of 5000 So a pretty big pretty big spread there yeah, now yeah. um that being the case here is the revelation that i had about what the steam machines are and who the market is i for a long time thought that the steam machines were about valve trying to get a piece of the console market i think that if something like that were to happen it would almost be it would almost sort of be a side effect of what the steam machines I think actually are going to be what the steam machines are actually going to be is they are going to be PCs for people like Brent Adams who are out of the PC hardware game and have been out for many, many years. When I went to the, the gaming PC I have right now, when I decided to put together the SWOTOR box, as I famously called it, when I decided to put that together, I had no fucking clue what I was doing. I had not built a PC in like seven, eight years I had no idea where I, where I needed to be at in terms of like the chipset I was looking at, what the you know what the the great mid level Intel processors you know whatever I should be doing, uh, yeah. you know you know like RAM stuff. I really had to kind of I had to reeducate myself. I had to kind of get back into sure. that mindset. Which because you you knew you knew that stuff. You you you're the one that taught me yeah. when you you Inside know back, back in the day. In the day. But, but you you had kind of you'd made that move uh, to to. To Apple, which I, you know, I have kind of come later to that myself, um, where you just sort of you bought the machine and it just sort of worked. It did the thing that you got right. it for. I just got a box that I plugged in and turned on, and then yeah. did stuff with it, yeah. which is basically my Mac, just so basically passive. my console. But you know, you got to work at you got to work at, ga- at at gaming on a PC. You know, it takes but, a little. But bit But the of, payoff can be yeah, you know, be there's, awesome. there's there's definite payoffs. So too, anyway. Yeah. 
that I think is what the steam machines are. And I see people, I see people talking about this on, on the website. I see people posting, you know, blogs, posting in the forum saying, okay, I'm thinking about putting together a gaming PC. You know, what do I need to look at? What do I need to do? This is a big question mark because everybody wants to get the most bang for the buck. They want to get as much performance as possible for the least amount of money. They need something reliable. And there's a lot of ins and outs. You got I mean, it's not just, you know, processor and chipset and memory. You got to be thinking about the power supply. You got to think about cooling, all this stuff, you know, Doing a gaming PC takes a little bit of forethought, and some people relish that. Some people really, really enjoy that process of tinkering and putting stuff together. I really loved it 10 years ago. Now, I don't have time. Now, I just want to buy something, plug it in, and have it work. That's why I like consoles. And that is what Steam Machines are. Steam Machines are a... I think think it's going to become a shortcut for people that want to be PC gamers. Not console gamers, but people who want to be PC gamers, it's going to be a way for them to go and find. It's like, you know what? I've got about eight, nine hundred dollars to spend on a gaming PC. I could build it myself, or I could take some of the guesswork out and I could go and read reviews on one of these Steam machines. Oh, I'll get that one. Now, the caveat yeah. to that is the OS, Steam OS, Linux, not Windows. That's a huge deal right now. Maybe less so in time, but for right yeah. now, there's still a great divide there. But I think that is what the steam machines are going to be. I, I don't even think that you're wrong about that. I just, I, I wonder if that is, Will it work? I don't know. I, I'm still sort of in that. I, I never really thought that it was their way of sort of competing with the console market per se. Yeah, I, remember. I did think it was their sort of way of making kind of, kind of what you're describing, like a, um, an easy way to get into the, the PC market. I guess the thing that I always sort of had a problem with is to me, what the benefits are of being sort of in a, the PC market, want, get, getting a game, all sort of seem to be lost on the Steam machine. Like, you know, it's it's kind of that whole thing of you can't, you know, the upgradability is limited. I mean, it's not, I don't want to say it's not there. So you still can kind of do that. But then yeah. it's kind of like, okay, well, for all the things that I kind of want to do, with a PC, what what is it that a Steam machine offers me that I can't do on a PC and vice versa, I guess? Right, you know, like, right. it, it, realistically, like, yeah, I can't just buy one and have it work. Well, you can buy PC, you know, gaming PCs and have them just work. Um, and, and, and for the prices that they're talking about, not really for any cheaper you know i mean you can you can buy gaming you know pcs in the like you know six seven hundred dollar range um now i mean granted they have one at four four forty nine or 469 whatever it is um so a little bit cheaper but to me that still seems like a market where if the cost is your biggest sort of focus I, I feel like a lot of people are still going to go to a console, which is going to be cheaper. Uh, and who knows, maybe even cheaper than they are now, you know, in, in another nine months or whatever. So I, I don't know. It, it still seems to me to be a bit of a, a weird market. I'm not saying that I don't, you know, that I think they're just stupid and this ridiculous. I do just sort of think, I don't know that they're going to be the, 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 a huge, I, I guess I don't know what size market I think they're going to get out of it. I, I don't think that it's going to be a huge segment of the market, especially considering, you know, that right now um, running the steam OS, you're, you're limited to quite, I mean, there, there's a, there's a big difference in what is available, uh, on uh, steam OS versus windows in terms of the, your gaming options yes, on, definitely on, uh, Although it's, 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 it, it's akin to like, theory, I mean, it's better than the Mac, I guess, isn't it? That you couldn't install windows on a steam machine. 
but you then you then you're again buying a license. Of course, I guess you know, <laughs> ten, ten is. Well, and I was just going to say, I think actually they're saying ten is going to be free, so maybe that is a, a, a moot point. But well, and, and actually, the, the, I, I will say I will say right now that that is one of the smartest things Microsoft has done in a long, long time. I that agree. Is a really, Although, really good move on their part. Exactly. Although it's one of those like they've they've been <laughs> they they've just not done it for long enough that everybody else is doing. It. I mean, you know, Mac has given away yeah. their OS for free for a while, and it, it just but, sort but of ten looks like. I mean, ten looks like a decent operating system. I mean, if they were giving away, it's you know, if they were giving away eight. You know, Windows eight for free, you know, yeah. who who'd give a shit? But yeah. you know, ten looks like it's actually wouldn't, a decent OS. Wouldn't line my my trash can with Windows eight. The um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I'll be very interested to see w- how this is received once it gets into the marketplace, especially because I do sort of feel like there's a fragmentation of of expectations. Like, you know, when you say a steam machine, it's not like and I don't even mean just the console, you know, versus PC side of things, but it's not just the all right, I'm gonna buy the PS4. You know, maybe there's a there's a difference in, OK, I'm gonna buy the the terabyte ps4 versus the 500 megabyte ps4 down the road you know that's not even a a thing you you talk about now but like down the road there might be that sort of like which ps4 do i buy but it's still a ps4 plays all the same games and all in the exact same quality yada 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 just like maybe when we're talking options exactly we're talking about steam machines i mean the the kind of uh experience that you're going to get you know gameplay wise is going to be pretty drastic from you know this to and, and a see a big difference to, between the four hundred and sixty dollars steam machine and the well, five thousand dollars steam machine. So. You know, if you if you're not, <laughs> then, then then they're <laughs> yes. really doing something if wrong. If you're not, then you're doing but, it wrong. But but we'll talk about another story here in a minute. Uh, talking about Sony and their the, you know what they're looking at in the future. But it is one of those things. Like I, I think I think that there is kind of like this weird sort of thing that i I don't know i'll be very interested to see how this how this rolls out when in uh, november when they when they push all this stuff through uh you know finally through um and finally can we can we just all agree they need to fucking change they need to come up with a better name because every time they talk about fucking steam machine i think of those fucking roto rooters rug doctors (laughs) that you rented at the fucking you know kroger when you, you had a stain on your carpet or something um, like it needs to be a verb like it needs to like it's like I, it's not that i'm playing like, games like, it's like i'm doing this you know like i'm like a steamer that's terrible no that doesn't sound what if it was either. like snare you know like hey snare new snare you know what was like spanish for the word for life or something yeah because because we all know how well that's worked out All right, everybody. Welcome back to the clubhouse. Pull up a chair, kick up your feet. We're gonna uh, we're gonna talk a little bit more about VR this week. Uh, of course, last week we were talking about the the news that uh, that Valve and HTC are getting into the VR game with the uh, the Vive. There were some hands on reports coming out of GDC talking about that, but uh, there's an article floating around that uh, makes an interesting case for Project Morpheus, and we're gonna talk about that in just a couple minutes. Before we get there, though. I'm going to hand things over to Tony Grice to uh, go over the poll results from last week's topic where we were discussing uh, the ever-controversial Peter Molyneux. So uh, so our question last week was, do you think that Peter Molyneux is a pathological liar? And, of course, the answer is yes. <laughs> well, uh, we had we had three options here. We had uh, our first was no. He's a habitual overhype artist. 
but I don't think that he's actually lied. That got us 29% of the votes. Technically, that makes it um, the third choice, but keep going. Third cho- I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm reading him as their place here. The, um, the, the, our, our second uh, highest with 32% was yes. Uh, I don't think it's malicious, but he seems incapable of being honest. Uh, much like uh, a lot of politicians. Yes. And our number one answer with the uh, 38% it is malicious with them. So, Oh, that is that is very true. Difference um, with uh, with thirty eight percent. Our top answer uh, that that you guys felt was, I don't think his problem is with honesty, but rather with accountability. And uh, I, I think that actually that that's probably exactly where I, I sit as well. I don't really I don't really give a shit what he says he's going to do in 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 essence it's just whether he delivers on what he's going to do you know like i would much rather him come out and say i'm going to do this game and oh that doesn't sound maybe game changing but he can deliver on it rather than kind of over promise and never be able to make good on it right um well how do you how do you feel about it were you pretty much in that same (laughs) you know the thing the thing with i'm i think i've way overthought this as, as i as i tend to do but uh, I made just an offhand comment towards the end of the segment on last week's show that I got done reading the you know the interview on Rock Paper Shotgun with Mullen yeah. from which this which was just very odd it was it was a it was a, a serious interview and you know for, from which this this whole pathological liar question came but yeah. I read the entire interview and I got to the end of it and I, I went I went and Googled uh, uh, the word <laughs> sociopath and started like reading up on, you know, like how you can tell if someone's a sociopath and like, it was really interesting. Some of the parallels, you know, there were things like uh, sociopaths are never wrong ever. Like even if you present them with irrefutable proof that they're wrong about something, yeah. they will, they will either attack you or that, you know, they'll pass blame off to somebody else. And I'm like, huh, that's kind of interesting. <laughs> and then like, I think one of the other ones was, uh, uh, you know, like sociopaths believe that things are true simply because they say them, you know, like that they mm. shape reality merely by their words. And I'm like, kind of like, you know, somebody saying like this video game will be the most revolutionary advancement in X because I say so, you know, like I, I was like drawing all these parallels and stuff. And Lauren kind of talked me down. He's like, yeah, but I mean, you know, th- that, that behavior is also consistent, you know, with like this and this, and they didn't necessarily mean that the guy, you know, is in- incapable of, incapable of feeling empathy or whatever. Like, ah, maybe you're right. But you know, uh, the thing is that the, another thing the article said is that this is why a lot of politicians tend to be, or a lot of politicians tend to be sociopaths because uh, they also have kind of a, like a win at all costs attitude. Like, you know, they really, uh, they're really like dogged and determined. I'm like, huh, I don't know. Like I can't decide. But anyway, I think that, <laughs> I think Peter Molyneux might have, I think that he might have a problem in the same way that, that, uh, the guy doing the interview said, listen, I'm, I'm asking you, do you think that you have a, a compulsive problem with, uh, with the truth? And I have to say that I would, I would maybe feel a little bit better about his answers if I didn't feel like Molyneux was really making excuses, passing the buck. So, well, you know, yeah. oh, you know, well, that wasn't my job. It was somebody else's job. Oh, you know, nobody's working harder than I am. Woe is me. And then that whole business where he's like, you know, I'm just going to stop being a game developer or, or I'm going to stop doing press. You're not going to have when, Peter when he, when he Phil fished it at that point. Yeah. yeah. I, I have to say that, that reading like some of that stuff, I was just kind of like, man, like, I, I don't know. Like, I don't think that you're really, you're not you're not taking responsibility for the mistakes yeah. that you have made 
And so, anyway, I guess the long and short of it is that I, I do think that he has a problem with accountability and, and maybe a, a problem with honesty to go along with it. I. I think, you know, I, I will say, Heavy, because we, we actually talked about this on a side note, you know, yeah, the other day. prior. And it, I, it, I will say, if you are in any interview, even sort of a, a, a note going into it, knowing that it's probably going to be a tough interview because of all the things that have happened, yeah. you know, in the, in the you know, previous days or whatever. The way that it was put to him, I, it would be hard not to 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 feel defensive I think yeah. to some degree, I, I and I do kind of give I give him a, a mild amount of slack because of that. But but in reality, I do think that he he really did not come around to, around to the point of sort of you know okay. But here here is what we're going to do to fix it. It basically just came down to like like you said. I mean, he kind of at one point is just like you know what I, I'll just won't make games anymore. How about that? I mean, it very ah, very. Very not what he should have said at that point. I mean, just it just it just it does not Very instill confidence. Not good I, I got to be honest. I don't see how this guy ever ever does a Kickstarter again. Like, I'm not saying that he doesn't well, do games but again. Frankly, but I'm, like, how did he do the Kickstarter the first time? I mean, that's, he that's was probably famous. a good point. It was a punchline. It was a punchline. You know, Peter Molyneux got up on stage and you know claimed that that Lionhead Studios had invented anti gravity. Ha ha ha! Right. I mean, it was a joke. It was everybody knew that Peter Molyneux was an overhype artist. And this guy does a Kickstarter. And I'm sorry, but, you know, for people to feel righteous indignation over Peter Molyneux overpromising something, I'm like, look, you guys knew who you were getting into bed with. When you when you fucking pledge this money, you knew what was going to happen. I will agree, although I, I I think it's his first Kickstarter doing that. You know what I mean? It's like I almost feel like maybe the audience is not the exact same audience that watched every E3 prior to that yeah. necessarily, or every you know every press conference that he did prior to that necessarily. Presumably, it they're could, fans of his. Well, if they were, eh, yeah, I, and they, I don't know. I mean, and if, if that's the let's, case, let's just let's be honest. There's no explaining this game having been put together. There's, there's just not. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we won't rehash it again too much. But I teased this article, and we're going to talk about uh, we're going to talk about this now. Uh, obviously, VR is is an ever present, you know, kind of uh, fixture on the horizon that is uh, is steadily getting closer and closer as uh, as we get nearer to a consumer release uh, of VR hardware. Uh, obviously, you know, there's uh, there, there's the, the the field has gone from Oculus Rift to now I think three really viable VR options in terms of gaming. There's the Samsung uh, Gear VR that uh, obviously works in conjunction with their uh, their Android phones. I, I don't think that that is as much of a gaming peripheral as it is designed to offer a lot of different kinds of VR content. Games uh, being a part of it, but yeah. I think the, the big the big three that we're really looking at right now for gaming are oculus steam vr with the htc vive and then obviously uh, project morpheus uh, sony's vr solution for the playstation yep. 4 there was a really interesting article that many of you uh sent my way uh in the last uh, last week or so uh got a lot of attention uh, this was on polygon the title of the article is the playstation 4 is already leading the virtual reality arms race and here's why so uh, it's a, it's an opinion piece uh, by Ben Kachera 
basically making the case for why Sony with the uh, with the PlayStation 4 and Project Morpheus are poised to really take the lead in VR gaming and he makes some I think some very some very good points and it'll be interesting to see if these things actually shake out as he's kind of talking about, but I would say you re- you really need to read the article in order to in order to get everything. Uh, but I think that the main points that he makes is that number one, it's going to work on the hardware you already have. Whereas Steam VR Valve's already said, yeah, this this requires some beefy hardware. And the actual hardware itself, the, the, the headset you wear, the two base stations you have to have, the fact that you need a room to walk around in for the uh, the Vive to uh, to function properly, it's it's a bigger investment of hardware at the onset. And it's on top of that, you're probably going to need a really, really good video card. You're, you're, you're probably going to need to upgrade your video card if you're not already in like the top 3% of, you know, fucking video card horsepower. Um, so it's going to work on your existing hardware. You plug this thing into the PS4, it works. If you've got the PlayStation camera, you're already halfway there. But then the other part of it is the control scheme. Now, there are, there are controls. There are these two handheld controllers that we've seen for the, the Steam VR. I don't know that Oculus has shown off any actual hardware solution for that yet, but Sony has had the PlayStation Move controller for a while now, and so they've got a solution they can use in VR to uh, you know to allow for for interaction. So they've already got the uh, the control system figured out. And then the other thing is the content. Sony has got in-house developers. Sony has got a great relationship with indie developers. They've been going out of their way since the launch or the announcement of the PlayStation 4 to court indie devs. Sony has got a content curation policy that makes it really easy for people to get content on the, uh, on the PlayStation 4. So they've kind of got the trifecta. They've got, they've got the hardware. They've got the control input. They've got the content. So all you've got to bring to the party is however much money they want for the actual headset, and you're good to go. Those are essentially... The points being made, and you know, there's obviously some details within there that we'll get into. But uh, Tony, on face value, what we're sitting here talking about, do you think that Kachera is right? Do you think that that Sony is is already leading the pack before the race is really, has really even started? I. I, I think, I mean, taking on face value, I, I do think that that's probably accurate. Although I would say that we're still so sort of early in this, I do still think that it's anybody's game. Yeah. I, you know, I really feel like that there's, I, I don't think that Project Mor- Morpheus is necessarily, I don't think any things that we've talked about that you just mentioned, which I, I do think are valid points. And I do think that that will give them a head start once, once, you know, once they roll out. But I also think that, I think that VR is going to be a huge um, game changer. It, it's just going to be a, a a a huge change for the way that we do so many more things beyond games. And so, because of that, I kind of do wonder if a a game focused one through Sony is necessarily going to just by you know de facto because of these other factors become you know, the, the, the one that wins out, if you will. Um, I do think some, one of the biggest things, and, and you did touch it a little bit, he touches on a little bit more in the article, uh, is 
Well, and I, he doesn't even, and I don't think say this specifically, but it is the thing that I sort of think is that sort of that closed system yeah. in a, a way. Target, something, a targeted platform. Exactly. That yeah. was something we, you and I have always talked about. One reason that we do like Apple products a lot is because I do think that there is value in the company that makes the software and makes the hardware. Um, makes the software specifically to work in conjunction with some specific hardware or, exa- or and, and limited and says like, it's hardware. not going to work with this anymore. Yeah. And it's not going, you know, instead of trying to be this all, you know, like there, it works there with, is an you know, advantage to that. There is an advantage to that. And in console I, gaming many, exactly. Many and I, I think that is their biggest, I think that's the single biggest thing Sony has going for them is, is that factor. Yeah. I think the control piece of that, it's, it's interesting to me because I think move is a, uh, you know, before this is a huge flop is considered a huge flop yeah. for Sony. It did not do well. It did not, you know, and now if it, if it just sort of becomes that this is a great, you know, interface, which, you know, for everybody that's used it, it has said, this is easily the most, um, that this is the most workable. It, it, it is, it performs the best of, of pretty much all the interfaces people have tried with VR. Um, is so far i do sort of think though that it's just uh, it's it's a matter of time everybody has similar you know ways of doing these sorts of controls granted between you know with the you know with the camera with the way it it, you know works with it um sony kind of you know claims that they have the best solution when it comes to this I, i i think though again given a little bit of time once they've frankly cracked what I think they see as the hardest thing, which is the headset itself, um, it is kind of funny that in a way that they don't look at it as an entire sort of interface, you know, or like, you, you know, that they, they sort of, the headset's got to be nailed down first. We'll figure out the rest later is the way sort of a lot of these companies almost sort of seem to be, you know, attacking it. Uh, Sony kind of, I think, has has got they, definitely they a leg up there. Controls. They're like, oh, we could, you know, m- we can adapt them. Hey, maybe the thing that the PlayStation Move won't suck at is is VR. Well, and that's no, not to say that it I, I think, uh, it just didn't honest. really have it, it didn't really have an application that people seemed to want it for. Exactly. They didn't have like let's be brutally honest, they didn't have like the Wii Sports. Yeah. You know, I mean they yeah. had and 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 they did have a Wii Sports, let's be honest. But it wasn't it just it it didn't come at a time where people really wanted it. Uh and uh, you know, it just didn't quite work out. And also I'm sure they have warehouses full of them. So now they can just, you know, ship them out to to work with these once uh, once the headsets are ready. Um I, I do think that there there is a lot to be said for for that. I also sort of think one of the arguments he makes again, I don't necessarily know is is something you can say is in Sony's favor is the indie push. You know, the fact that they have this great um, working relationship with indie developers. Because let's be honest, I, I think if you look at the PC side of things, like through something like Steam. I would say theirs is as good, if not significantly better. You know, like it's it. Sony definitely has, I think, the best one as far as consoles go. But Microsoft has been making real inroads with with the indie developers. Uh, Nintendo has actually been making pretty big inroads to indie development uh, on its platform. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know. Some of the arguments I I think are. Right now, today, put a pin in it. Yeah, Sony is a little ahead of the game. You put all of those things together. Yeah, they're probably a little further ahead than some other people. I don't think, though, that this puts them significantly ahead. If I guess that's where I'm coming down on it. I think I, I think they're in a good position. I think they're in probably as good a position as anybody. Um, 
the one last thing that I didn't touch on, and it's the last thing I'll say, and then I'll shut up about this, is I do think the the it, can, it, it this is going to be a good thing for them early on, and I think a potentially bad thing for them down the road, and that is you don't have to, you, you know, it's sort of like locked hardware. Right. You know, you buy a PS4, if you've already got your PS4, you, you've got Morpheus, it's, it's a consistent experience across all their things. That is great, you know, from the start because you know hey they're they're developing for it they know the platform they know exactly what they can do longer that hardware goes on you know well you reach and the hardware's already past which you can't really draw a lot of more horsepower out of it and then well and we're talking about this is going to be released a couple of years into the cycle already you know if this was coming out at the launch of the hardware you almost could say that that's you know, but we're already going to have lost like two years on on hardware performance increase. I mean, that's one thing the steam machines that we just talked about a, a minute ago have is they're going to be starting from a higher point just to begin yeah, with. Now, it does sound like, you know, they, they are going to need that power to sort of get through. But it's just it's one of those things like I feel like there's a trade off. Some of these other options are going to have that benefit down the road of. Oh, well, yeah, maybe it is a little harder to develop for our platform because we have so many different things they could work with. But the benefit of that is just like the benefit of you know PC gaming and everything else is you can have a better experience. That game that you want to play that is a multi-platform game is going to look better on our platform if you have the hardware than it will on this one over right. there. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm that's that that aspect of the console business has always been there. There's exactly there's always been that aspect of of gaming consoles have that advantage of, of locked hardware, you know, of a targeted platform. And that does them a lot of good, you know, through, through this, you know, this kind of, uh, this, this, you know, this sort of curve on the graph. And then as that begins to taper up, like once, you know, once you kind of reach like that optimum sort of level of developer experience with the hardware and people really do kind of get to the point where they're doing the best stuff graphically that can be done on the platform. And then, you know, it, it, it basically stagnates at that point. It goes yeah. it goes flat, and then you know the PC is you know ever evolving. You know can kind of rise above that until the next generation. So yeah. I, I guess I guess that my feeling on that is yes, you're absolutely right about that. But that is just console gaming in general, and, and, and it's not. It, it's probably not going to be. Uh, but but all I mean, that's what I'm saying though. VR thing. So does that make it a strength then for the P you know what I mean? I, I guess that's what I, where I'm coming down on. It's like, yeah. I don't know that that makes it a strength for no. PlayStation in this market. I just think that it makes it, it, it just means that VR it's, has the same, it's good and bad. Yeah. For it. it just means that VR has the same, the same split between like, what's the difference between console gaming and PC gaming. It just means that the, it's the exact same thing. What's the difference between console VR and PC VR? You know, it yeah. just means that there's not going to be, you know, like like a unified experience just because it's VR. It still yeah. is gonna, it's still gonna be dictated by the capabilities of the platform. But that, I mean, that's a, that's a good point. The thing that I'll say about this, I think that looking at it overall, I think where Sony is probably the strongest is Sony has the fewest pieces. They ha- they have the fewest balls still in the air. Sony yeah. has the most the most components of sort of like the VR ecosystem already in place or or close to being locked down they have 
they, they, they've definitely got content. They've got things they're working on in-house, and they've got people that they can reach out to very, very easily and say, hey, uh, you know, we, we want some VR on our platform. I did not get the chance to talk to them before the show, but I really wanted to reach out to uh, James Burton from White Paper. Uh, Ether 1, my game of the year from last year, uh, big hit on PC coming to PlayStation 4, going to be on disc on PlayStation 4. Ether One featured Oculus Rift support when it came out on PC. To me, there's a perfect candidate, you know, for Sony to like reach out to White Paper and say, "Hey, uh, we know you did some VR stuff in Ether One. We'd like to have we'd like to have uh, VR support for Project Morpheus on the PlayStation Four version of Ether One. Uh, can you make that happen?" Um, that you, I think you might have made my point though. Is- it was already on Oculus Rift. You know, I mean, it's is that a strength for Sony well, though? But, but you, I'm saying like, though, it's not just that. It's that plus the fact that they've got the the, the input paradigm, which they've been refining, you know, for, for several yeah. years now. They've got the content delivery system. They've got the targeted platform. There are the fewest yeah. question marks uh, as far as uh, not just like VR being a headset, but VR being a platform, VR being a business model. There are the least question marks with Sony's camp than anybody else right now. So I do think that probably gives them a, a an early advantage, uh, but it'll ultimately it'll ultimately kind of come down to what everybody else puts in place and how quickly they get it there. I think that I guess what I'm saying is I think that Sony's in a position to get a head start. That doesn't necessarily mean they win the race, but I do think that they they're going to have the capability to leap out in front early based on all this groundwork that's already been laid. But now the fundamental thing for me that kind of goes back to what you were saying just a second ago, you know, kind of talking about, you know, the difference between, you know, console VR and, and PC VR. The -hmm. thing for me about that is, will that ultimately matter? Or is it just going to be, I mean, I guess what I'm kind of feeling, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm literally thinking about this as I'm saying it. So I I might get to the end of it and disagree with myself, but (laughs) what I am, what I am, thinking right now is that really VR does not change anything in terms of the fundamentals of console gaming or PC gaming or those things as, as a business venture. And what I mean by that specifically is console gaming or console VR, excuse me, is not likely to be as high fidelity of VR experience as you can get on PC, but it will probably cost you less money and it will probably see more mainstream success because it will be easier to work out. It's easier to put a PlayStation camera under your TV or on top of your TV than it is to, you know, dedicate an entire room of your house to the to the Steam VR kit with, you know, the two base stations and all the stuff that you got to do. You're going to get a better experience out of that, but you're probably going to spend more money doing it and take more trouble doing it. And so in that way, it's just PC gaming in general. It costs a little bit more. It requires more effort, more knowledge, but theoretically you can get a better experience. But for people on the console side, they're like, you know what? My time and money is worth more to me than that. I'd rather just buy a box, plug it in and have it work. You yeah. Know? It, it is sort of interesting that it, I got, I, I, cause I think that's a good point. Although, uh, it just, it sort of feels like a lot of these are the standard PC versus console arguments. Like, you know, if, if you want a better experience, you can have a better experience, but it might be more expensive and you might have, uh, more difficulty, you know, implementing it or whatever, yeah. you know, it's, there, there's so many things here. I guess the, the thing with the article that I just, I felt like a lot of the points that were sort of 
And, and by no means I had a problem with the article. I actually think it was it was a really good point. It, was very, it really actually made me think about a lot of this more than I have in a while. Because I, I got to be honest, the VR thing is sort of because I haven't had a chance to experience it. I'm sure if I, you know, you know, if I had, I might feel stronger about it. But I still sort of feel like it's far enough away out for me to where where I think it to to where I, it's something I really want to to experience in any meaningful amounts that you know i'm not that vested in it just yet but i do think that a lot of the points that were given to sony i think you could just as easily give to someone else i i still go back to the you you kind of talked about like you know you you come up with uh an idea and they have partners they can go to to work with steam you know steam has the same thing you know and and absolutely valve's got valve's got you know their own internal development valve's got great relationships with developers and indie devs, yeah. So I, I agree with I agree with that point. I think that Valve definitely, in terms of content, Valve definitely has access to, to content in in probably the same way Sony does. Do we even have an idea? Do we even have a window of when Morpheus is, is coming out? Have they said the date or anything yet, or or time frame? First half of 2016 is what they're saying. But on the flip side of that, Valve saying like, "Oh, consumer release this you know this holiday season," and I'm like, "That's really fast." If you guys actually make that date. I'll be impressed. Yeah, although uh, you know, to to me though, it sounds it's it's sort of where Sony I think will release with maybe a more full featured overall package. Yes. I feel like the things that we're going to see from these other guys are going to be a little more work in progress. Not necessarily right. saying that like they won't offer some great experiences, but I I, I don't know that we're going to get that turnkey sort of solution that I think Sony is going to offer. And, and you know, and that. Uh, th- that's maybe one thing I can say that if if Sony does offer this and it is turnkey, you you buy the you buy the piece of equipment, plug it in, it just works. It's a gr- it's a good experience. Maybe not quite as good as the other you know guy out there uh, in in some ways, but it's a better experience. You know, it it works the way it's supposed to. Uh, it's it's you know. It's it's easier to set up. Whatever, if that happens, that could be enough to to make people go to it. Uh, even if the other option is, te- from technical aspects, could potentially be a little bit better. Um, yeah. I just think we're so early in this game. Yeah, I, I think it could go kind of any in, to to anybody. So we've had our say on it. We want to turn it over to you guys now and obviously invite you to comment and share your thoughts on this, whether you think a chair has got a point, whether you think Sony has an edge or if the field is still wide open. We'll look forward to reading all of that stuff that you guys have to say over on OutlawGamers.com. Right, guys we're going to hit the road and get our hands on some games this week it's actually a pretty short list uh for me this week on account of the fact that uh, my wife had uh, had a very serious case of food poisoning she was laid up for uh three days straight and uh basically i spent uh, all that time uh looking after my daughter and calling tony and asking him to run to the store and buy me groceries because <laughs> um, he's like hey you need help i'm like yeah man you could go get me some eggs what about that but, smack you asked me to get? That's right. Well, yes, on the DL. No, oh, but my I mean, point sorry. is that I did not actually get. To, I really did not get a lot of gaming uh, in this week because I was I was busy. Uh, I was busy playing a full time parent. So anyway, <laughs> I did. But you play always Star Wars at least Commander. you always win at that game. <laughs> yes, I do. Well, I mean, until she grows up and robs a liquor store, then I win. <laughs> well, there is there is that. Um, I played Star Wars Commander, and I really tried to. I really was making an effort to play Star Wars Commander because 
they were running a a single player tournament this time. This is you know the the game has obviously got I think most people focus on the the multiplayer, but uh, you know it does have a it's got a a single player campaign, and every now and then they'll release new chapters, uh, you know, in the campaign, you kind of like a new story arc and all that kind of stuff. But occasionally they'll do these campaigns where it's just essentially a single player arc, a bunch of battles and things that you do, but you get campaign rewards as opposed to just earning, uh, or, and, and currency, you can get these campaign rewards, you know, which is certain vehicles you can earn upgrades on or certain vehicles you can only get through the campaign and all that stuff. And, um, so I was really, really beating it. Uh, <laughs> I was really, really working hard at trying to do the campaign. Anyway, uh, the point is I really was exerting effort uh, to try to get this campaign because I got, I got one of these campaign-specific vehicles that I really would like to upgrade, and the only way I can do that is to get 7,000 campaign points, which I've not been able to do in the last multiplayer campaign because I'm, uh, I'm woefully underpowered at the moment. Mm. But I thought, oh, I'll be able to do it in the single-player campaign. Not so much. I needed 7,000. I think I got 6,782, and I just, I just capped out. Like I reached, I reached the limit of what my forces mathematically can do in terms of damage against the, uh, the, the opposing force, and I just wasn't able to break through the wall. And you know, the thing about it is I really I kind of fucked myself in a way because um, the, the, in the game, if you upgrade, your, like, you upgrade your base, let's say all your stuff's at level 3, if you want to upgrade to level four, you have to upgrade your base to level four, okay? And then that unlocks the ability to unlock or, or to upgrade all your turrets to level four or, uh, you know, your barracks, you know, where, you, where your troops are going to be generated, that kind of thing. But the point is that I upgraded my base to level eight way back when. And I, I thought had, all your base belonged to us. Yeah, well, but it's, but it's a level eight base is belong to us, is what I'm saying. But I upgraded my base to level eight, and I didn't. I didn't immediately kind of focus on upgrading anything else to level eight, and that uh, is where I really fucked yeah. myself. Because as it turns out, like once you once you uh, upgrade your base to level eight, at that point you're a level eight player, which means you're getting attacked by level eight players, and you're and you're being asked to attack. Like they won't let you attack level seven people. Uh, you got to go after level eight people, and so if you're not upgrading everything. At the same time, if you're not really making an effort to get everything upgraded to level eight, you'll find yourself uh, being a little bit underpowered, which is where I am right now. That would not have helped me then, in a single player campaign, but it's just something like that continues to kind of plague me. Uh, the, the, the whole the whole misstep on my part of upgrading just my base to level eight. So if you're playing this game, that can be a pretty big problem though, too, because sometimes that's a huge thing to overcome because you just keep losing because you're fighting somebody that's just a little higher than you probably yep. should be fighting. Yep. You know, and it, it, it's, it, it takes a it's, toll. Uh, that's tough. So anyway, yeah. uh, I had a, uh, I had a terrible experience with stars commander this week and I hate myself, but <laughs> I'm probably going to keep playing the game because I like it. <laughs> well, that's a, uh, that's a rousing endorsement. <laughs> that's uh, what about you? I will have to, uh, Try that tonight. No, I, it does sound cool. You, uh, we, you, you've shown me a little bit of it, uh, the game. Actually, it looks uh, looks pretty fun. It. I'm not a big because it's it's kind of resource management type I mean, stuff. It's right? Clash like, of Clans. It, it's just it's fucking Clash of Clans. Yeah, yeah. Or, or whatever that uh, what's the, what's the what's the new one that they got uh, that Sports Illustrated big, big boobs. What's her name? Uh, Kate Upton. That game of yeah. war. Like every time I see commercials for that, I'm just like, you know, I haven't really seen any gameplay from this yet. Like all I see is all I see is Kate Upton. 
Scantling sitting topless in a I'm, tub. Yeah, every time I see an ad for you it, don't I don't care s- about gameplay. Here's tits. Fuck you. Play the game. You know. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of how it feels to me. Uh, <laughs> like, I mean, really, it really is. Uh, all right. Well, uh, so I'm. What about I you? Don't game uh, anywhere near uh, as, as much as I as I've used to. I'm in the middle of moving uh, right now, um, so you know had had a lot of stuff uh, going on. Yeah. Um, I will say though, have had one game that's uh, come out recently that I've been able to put a little bit of time in, and it's uh, you know it's a reasonably simple game, but uh, it's a lot of fun. It's actually the only Kickstarter that I've ever supported. Uh, you know, I'm not a not a big Kickstarter fan uh, in general. So I hear, but um, yeah, it's the rumor, but. Um, the, there was one started for the game Pro Pinball Time Shock, which uh, is kind of an old PC uh, pinball simulation game. And the reason I always liked uh, this game is because you know it's based off of like emulating a real table ish, not like you know a real table that exists in real life, but it's kind of like it, it goes based off of real physics as opposed to like you know. L- you know, the ball zooming over and flying, you know, laser beams and stuff, you know, on screen, like some of like the uh, Zen pinball and stuff like that, which are fun games. Don't get me wrong. But this one, this one actually feels like it could exist in real life. Uh, it has a really cool theme. Uh, anyway, fun game. Uh, they're updating it. You know, the Kickstarter was uh, done by the original team that did the first game, uh, basically just rendering it at higher resolutions with, with uh, you know, better models and stuff like that to make it just look um great android i think is the next platform uh they're they're you know aiming to have it released on and then uh pc mac uh and and some other stuff so uh anyway lots of fun if you're into pinball games uh, and you haven't already played it uh it's uh, definitely worth a try yeah i uh you know i i got the uh you know, like, like whatever, like the freebie, like, yeah, the like that, that one table. Whatever. Yeah, I got the free version on iPad, and man, it's it's phenomenal. I mean, it's really really cool. Absolutely. But anyway, the point me. is I'm, that uh, we're out of here, folks. It's been a long Lauren's show voice, and uh, a very fun back, show. Thank yeah, you very much, Tony, maybe. for filling in for Lauren this week on behalf of myself <laughs> and Elbaum. That's one of us. Anyway, the point is that if you have anything that you want to sound off on in this episode, if you want to talk about what you're playing, whether or not that's Star Wars Commander or Time Shock on iOS or something else, please feel free to leave us some feedback on that if you've got a game you want to recommend. Of course, we want to hear your thoughts on the uh, Clubhouse topic about whether or not the PlayStation 4 is poised to uh, win the VR arms race, according to Ben Kachere, and then all of the uh, GDC news that we talked about at the uh, top of the show in the garage, Unreal 4, uh, excuse me, Unreal Engine 4 going free, Source 2 also going free, and then the uh, the Valve hardware announcement, Steam Link, the controller, Steam Machine, all of that and more. We'd love to hear what you think. Sound off over at outlawgamers.com. We're going to be back next week, hopefully uh, with Lauren, assuming his internet service is installed. But, uh, of course, uh, we'll have Tony on another time. Thank you again, Tony. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Until then, remember, you don't stop playing because you get old. You get old because you stop playing. 